0: It's extra drama for book number 56, Lost at Sea. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Marissa Flaxbart. Welcome to Extra Drama and welcome to our guest this week, Haley Tubbs. Hi, Haley. Hello. Thank you for having me. We've been talking about the rollicking sea adventure and the uh, deserted island drama that is Lost at Sea, Sweet Valley High number 56. And it all started with a lowly extra credit science field trip. The catalyst. The catalyst, ooh, a good a good science word. <laughs> did you ever go on a cool science field trip like this? This seemed like so extra to me. It did. So, I'm honestly, I'm still
1: salty, but ocean. Um, bug. So, um, so I have two brothers. Um, both of them were able to go on the field trip it was the 8th grade field trip that every 8th grader in my hometown went on um, and it was a it was called sea camp and it was a week in the Whoa. keys where you do just a crash course of marine biology in the florida keys um you get on a bus oh you gosh. drive overnight to get there and they have all these stories they talk about like you know snorkeling with sharks deer that would just approach you in the keys everyone having like close encounters where they got to feed deer not really necessarily um, a marine Biology thing, but that was a cool story. Lots of people had. Yeah, you got to like research things in an actual lab. Um, a lot of just like this field trip, a lot of you know, driving around on boats. <laughs> I'm sure tide poles were a huge part of it. Yeah. But anyways, when it came time for me to go on the field trip, they booked the field trip over Halloween weekend. Halloween was on a weekend this year, and nobody signed up. So they canceled the field trip because they didn't have enough interest. No. And I've been sad about it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like Elizabeth would have been. I know. Oh. I know. So I'm sorry that that's not um, a particularly uplifting answer to your question. But that is what this reminded me of from no, the beginning. I mean,
0: I'm amazed to know that there is – such a thing that happens like that is so similar to the trip that these kids went on. I mean, you um, grew up in Florida, right? So a little bit more like California than where I was in high school, which was in Northwest Indiana on Lake Michigan. We were on a body of water, but boy, I sure don't remember ever going on a science field trip to do anything on the water in, in Lake Michigan. I don't remember doing any cool science field trips in high school Really, I mean, maybe I'm just forgetting about them, but so they couldn't, obviously couldn't have been that cool. Um, (laughs) You know, I was in Girl Scouts, so we had a certain amount of like that element of like being out in nature and lots of, you know, lots of different kinds of badges that you get for, you know, learning about different kinds of plants and all that stuff was a big part of my childhood, but it wasn't a part of science class. Right. It was a part of like recreation. Sure. Yeah, Um, definitely. I had some cool science experiments that were, like, out in the field when I got to college, actually. Ooh. There were sort of, like, different science courses that you took if you were not on a kind of more sciencey track. Mm-hmm. Because we had um, a core curriculum, like, requirement for every different area. So, like, you, ha- you still had to take science even if you were a film studies major like I was. But in doing that, we got to do some pretty cool stuff. We had an early assignment where we were, like measuring the cosmic microwave background even at the time I was like this is wild because we had this you know really it's the University of Chicago we had this like really intense equipment at our disposal so we're like up on this observatory I I honestly don't remember how we did it but I remember that I remember being up with like this telescope and like observing something and the information that we observed was like whatever way we crunched the numbers showed us that that's that's what we were observing. That's amazing. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. There's also this thing, we have like monk parakeets here in California. Those pretty little green parrots. Yeah. They also exist, or at least they did when I was in in college in, in Chicago, in Hyde Park, especially. And so we had this um, experiment that was like kind of a field experiment where we went around like trying to observe them and like talking about where we where we saw them. And that was that was fun.
1: I went on so not to just talk about Tapity the whole time, um, but it's applicable very much so here. Very um, much so yeah. So we were doing a week on the rainforest um, and the activity that particular week. Um, because typically we'll do like a a fun magic school bus style mission um, where we go on a science adventure, a very narrative adventure and learn something, learn many things, hopefully, um, and have fun while doing it. And then we'll have other activities. We'll have, um, you know, our more hands on either creating something or doing an experiment type activity Um, and then a, a trivia type activity. But the one that I'm About to talk about is we have a drawing activity as well. And this particular drawing activity for the rainforest was to draw a parrot. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do for these tabernacles um, is I'm going to go out and I'm going to find those little green parrots Um, and I'm going to film a video of myself with one of them and blow their minds because we're drawing them this week and this will be great because they exist where I live. Um, So I went on this hike out in Malibu where I had seen them before and I spent like maybe two hours tracking down these parrots, I would hear them and like go towards the sound. And eventually there was um, there was a few in a tree pretty far away. So I used as much zoom as I could on my phone camera, zooming in uh-huh. trying to find these parrots. They're very
0: loud. They're very so, loud. Like using their sound is a good way to to find where they where they are.
1: Definitely. So I, I had zoomed in and I got a pretty clear picture. I was like, okay, my zooms enough to where you could at least see like little green specks on on the tree. So I could be like, these are the parrots we're drawing. Um, so I leave the hike. I'm a little hungry. So I stop at a pavilions in the pavilions parking lot, immediately above my car. This tree is full of these <laughs> green parrots like closer than I'd probably ever seen a bird like this. They were just everywhere. Wow. And I was like, man, well, I could have just gone grocery shopping. I didn't have to go out into the <laughs> wild. But Southern California is crazy, as is evidenced in Lost at Sea with their wildlife encounters. It's
0: Yeah. It's real
1: wild down here.
0: (laughs) I haven't seen a bear yet, but definitely you have some monk parakeet sightings.
1: (laughs) I hope that Um, wasn't too much of a tangent, that that story. But you talked about the monk parakeet. It seems very on topic
0: to me. I mean, this is kind of like the – this is the tangent zone uh, extra drama is, but seems like – seems very much on topic to me. But we can change the topic away from science to to one other little thing that, you know, we – Talked a little bit of in the main episode about this interesting like, kind of psychological undercurrent to Lost at Sea, which was Winston the class clown. Mm-hmm. And there was a line that really stood out to me that I thought could be kind of fun to talk about in a like, I don't know, just sort of like dish session kind of way. Sure. Which is early on when Jessica is annoyed with Winston and thinking about how she doesn't know what Maria sees in him. It's certainly not... Uh, his looks. <laughs> it says, Winston was lanky and awkward with no muscles worth mentioning. Yeah! But, goes on, to she thinks to herself, he was an institution at Sweet Valley High, invited to every party because he provided free entertainment. But boy, I'd rather date a guy with absolutely no sense of humor than one with too much, Jessica thought. Oh. And, uh, I thought when I read that sentence, I was like, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's, I mean, too much sense of humor does sound pretty bad, but like no sense of humor, I don't know. What did you, th- what did, did you notice that at all? Is it just me? Did Definitely, that- but I think it's also because,
1: um, and I hate to admit this because of what this says about me, um, but I had to learn that exact lesson in college. Oh, um, no. I, uh, so I didn't really date much in college. Um, and, uh, <laughs> there was this um, strapping gentleman. We had a real meet cute uh, my senior year in an elevator, um, where we discovered that we lived across from each other in an apartment building. And he left a note on my door saying, "Like, if you ever need milk or sugar, you know where to find me." And I was like, "Okay." Oh. Um, turns out that's the most clever thing he will ever say in his life. Um, He's very, <laughs> a very real Bruce handsome. Patman.
0: You got on your hands,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, very attractive. And at that point in my life, I thought like, if I'm attracted to you, like the rest will come, you know what I mean? Like that's the, I was like, I think at this, at this particular moment in my life, I think that that is the most important thing. And as long as we're attracted to each other, like a relationship can happen. Boy, was I wrong. So I think I really came to know this when, um, we were literally sitting on a couch in his apartment just pulling teeth, trying to have a conversation with each other. Um, we started playing words with friends because that was popular at the time. Um, okay, uh, I was like trying to joke about things, didn't understand any of them. And truly oh, my no. life, that was the first time that I was like, personality matters. And like, I was probably too old to be learning that lesson. Um, <laughs> but I was like, truly, there is more to a relationship. Like you need to have a sense of humor. And that's when I realized that that was an important thing for me. Um my
0: husband now is very, very silly. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Haley's <laughs> husband and I spend like at least one day a week, sort of making dumb jokes in a in a studio <laughs> in Burbank, like really, really dumb jokes. The daddiest of dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. So I laughed really hard today at a joke <laughs> that I wrote. That wasn't even a joke. It was just like a, a repetition of words. You know, it was. Just, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I really cracked myself up. Oh, Tappity is
1: a haven for corny jokes like that. It's it's where they all belong. Yeah. We can
0: all live their best lives.
1: All those corny jokes, um, but yeah. So I really, uh, I really felt that. I was like, oh, Jessica, in your life, you will learn. <laughs> that the way somebody looks is the least important part of your relationship. <laughs> no. I she learned that. I hope she it. I mean, I think that my husband is a handsome man. I am attracted to him as well. So I'm not saying like, I learned my lesson and now, you know, he's silly or not enough <laughs> if he's listening to this podcast. Um, but, <laughs> yes. but truly I learned. And in that moment, that was my exact thought is like, oh, you're young. Soon you will know that Too much sense of humor is maybe the most attractive quality in another human being because it's a long life. It's a long life. There are many ups and downs, especially when you have a Marissa knows very well the uh, trials and tribulations of us having a one-year-old and trying to go about our lives with our one-year-old child that takes 200% of our uh, mental energy at all times. And Marissa's.
0: Uh, (laughs) At all times.
1: Yeah, just when we're working together.
0: (laughs) He's great. I like him a lot. Thanks. But yeah, no, I, uh, for me, I'm really, I am the sort of person that, like, for me, there's a big difference between seeing and acknowledging that someone is physically attractive and actually being attracted to them. So if I saw someone who was really attractive and I, I learned that they were dumb, like, I, the attraction, it would not ne- it would, like it's not that it would cease it's that it would never have had a chance to like foment like yes. i wouldn't i wouldn't have gotten to the point to be attracted to them whereas on the flip side if someone is not you know visually appealing to me but i get to know them and it, and you know, i'm like a maria santelli in that way you know Absolutely. I don't, winston doesn't sound like my type physically but if i got to i mean nor really he sounds like an annoying little shit but, <laughs> but if i got if i I, I have to admit, if I were stranded on a deserted island with Winston and he were single, I would have started thinking, as soon as he started showing what a great guy he was, I would have started thinking about how, like, oh, well, if we're stuck here for too long, you know, maybe we might have to keep each other warm at night, you know, I, would, I would have percent. gone to that place that Jessica never goes even when she's fantasizing I read a quote in the main episode about how she's thinking about how he's gonna look like Rip Van Winkle with those long beard and she's gonna have scraggly and she doesn't think about their little children that they're gonna have or how they're gonna be married by like a you know a coconut on a stick because you know (laughs) she doesn't think about that dangling she was like you know my
1: sister's gonna get married my brother's gonna get married and I'm gonna grow old with Winston but doesn't move towards like the marriage it's just like she she talks about two weddings and then uses the phrase grow old with winston and still it doesn't come to the
0: point where she's
1: like maybe him but one thing i will say that
0: sorry i was gonna say and i'll tell you jessica i don't know how long she could go without having some (laughs) some physical affection true i you know they would at least have to make out a little bit, I think, after after three or four days.
1: <laughs> I mean, she couldn't go six hours without a date on this field trip. So, I mean, multiple days. It's so true. It's so true. But I will say, I appreciated that they set Jessica up. Like, I don't know. I maybe had to change my perspective on it a little bit from being – like, they weren't um, – sorry if this is too harsh of a word. You can tell me. Uh, they never, like – slut shamed her you know what i mean like yeah it was kind of empowering the whole time her being like jessica plays the field like jessica is in control like she's like i don't know like they uh yeah she was true. kind of like a samantha in sex in the city like she was like um they referred to her like playing the field and they talked about her like you know her being boy crazy and all these things um but i feel like they kind of did it in an empowering way like they never sure, it's they like, never that's just
0: how jessica is that's what she's into it's like in the same way that you know a different character is into like taking pretty pictures and yeah you know elizabeth likes to write you know jessica likes to chase boys
1: definitely and she was definitely in control on her pursuit of ken matthews like she like she made her move when she wanted to like she like scooted in there and and
0: uh, yeah she even says something to lila Mm -hmm. on the boat when she before she does that that's like let's have a little fun she's just like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go play this game now where i definitely it was like a traditionally
1: and i don't mean to sound sexist saying this it was like a traditionally masculine energy especially in 1989 when when this was written you know what i mean like the idea of being like i'm on the prowl i'm on the pursuit like ken matthews is like you know like my prey of the day
0: (laughs) i've never really thought about that we got some real like third wave feminism coming into play yeah valley high (laughs) it's not my favorite wave but (laughs) deserves to be acknowledged (laughs) (laughs) much see this ended up being a juicier topic than i thought it might be sure. for, our, uh, for our extra drama thank you so much again for for doing this with me for reading the book thank you and just for being great thank Thanks you for, for being, being a great, great science nerd oh my pleasure you're welcome and gladiators uh, tune in next week to find out about Teacher Crush, which we're really crossing our fingers and uh, <laughs> and ourselves that uh, there's not going to be any anything too upsetting uh, occurring <laughs> within the pages. I can't wait to listen in and find crush. out
1: because I'm on bated breath.
0: All right. Well, if you want to borrow it, I can lend you my copy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hooked now, so I have to read the first All fifty-five. Right. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think it's a great idea Um, well gladiators thank you so much for listening and uh, remember to subscribe to the show if you haven't already and to tell a friend and Haley thanks again so much for being here I'll see you. you next week everybody bye we did it
1: And I was like, I'll start now and I'll read a little bit each day. I have like, you know, three or four days to read it. And I just read the whole thing. It like clipped along. I was like, well, I I can't stop. I have to know. (laughs) So...